Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Well, we just got back from our vacation, Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, my sister and her husband own a condo out there right on the beach, top level of the condo. Go out on the balcony and you're looking right at the ocean. It's amazing. And, uh, and we, we just had a great time. Um, it's good uh, uh, just to get away and just detach from all the responsibilities and just focus on each other, have a good time. Some of you um, <clears throat> may have seen a Facebook post of mine of an incident that happened. And, uh, uh, you know, you may have read it, but you still are, you're going to have to sit there and just listen to me tell it again because it's, it's too good. <laughs> so, so David was in their bedroom, and somehow he found, uh, they've got like books and pens and markers in there for the kids and stuff, and David found a pen, a, a black, long, thick pen, and he's like, what's this? And he, he opens it up. And it has a spray nozzle on it. A pen with a spray nozzle. Hmm. That's interesting. So what does a seven-year-old do when he finds a pen with a spray nozzle in it? Pushes the button. And we were out on the balcony getting, getting suntan lotion on. And he comes running in there. He's like, guys, I just sprayed something in the bedroom. And, and it hurts. My eyes. I can't breathe. And he ran out as fast as he could. He was fine because he got out of there as quick as he could. But we're, we were like, what was it? And I, I don't know. He didn't really know what it was. I think he thought it was perfume. Uh, well, he, before he pushed the button, he knew it was not perfume a split second after. And, but we didn't know what it was. I thought that maybe he sprayed this thing so long that perfume, you know how that is. It's hard to breathe it, right? And so we went in there to see what it was, but as soon as we, walked, we stepped through the threshold, it felt like we were in a, in a gas chamber. It was crazy. And, and we instantly realized that it wasn't perfume, it was pepper spray. I, I mean, I don't know if mace and pepper spray are the same thing, but all I know is you don't ever want anything like that. Actually, I missed a detail, didn't I? I missed the most important one. We didn't run in there yet. Man, I think that stuff messed with my brain cells. It hit my memory. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's proof that this was real. All right. What happened was he brought it out to us while we were putting suntan lotion on, and we're looking at it, and we're like, I don't know what that is. We even thought it was probably perfume. And so, and was it you or me that sprayed it? I sprayed it away from us. Because, you, you know, we, we're all smarter than that, right? Spread it away from us so it wouldn't get on us. But immediately, like the second I sprayed, a gust of wind blew back all over us. And we knew, like, right then what that thing was. Man, that was horrible. And, I mean, you, have you ever, like, put way too much pepper, like black pepper on something and... Like, you know what that tastes like and feels like? Magnify that by probably a thousand. Imagine getting like a, like a tablespoon full of black pepper heaped up, and then you like douse it with, um, well, with steroids. <laughs> like, just put, like you, you just douse it, right, with something that amplifies it. And, and that's what it felt like going into, into my lungs it burned, and I, I could, and, and my eyes, if you, didn't, if you saw that picture, like that was after it started getting better. Like, I, I, I took a picture and posted, I'm like, and my, and my face was doing this. I wasn't trying to do that to be funny. Like, literally, I, I think I lost, I think I went paralyzed for a second. It was going, and, and my eyes were red, it was puffy, it was dripping, and I was like this. I was like, go, oh, help me, and I was trying to run to the kitchen sink, but I couldn't see because I had to keep doing this. So I was be like, Ugh! like every few steps, I'd open my eyes to see where I'm at. And, and then got to the sink and washed it out. And it, after washing it out, it took about 15 minutes before I took that picture. <laughs> yep. Horrible. 
So that was fun. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I think that I've realized since then that eyeballs have taste buds. <laughs> because I tasted pepper in my eyes. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, another fun fact. On our way back, we, we were starving in West Virginia, pulled off the exit, and guess what was there? Shoney's. Yep, Shoney's. And we ate it Mexican. <laughs> yep. If you're new, Shoney's is just a thing that we talk about around here. Alrighty. Well, last time I preached, um, my message was called, Live from Your Spirit. You guys remember that? Yeah. Live from your spirit. And I, and I talked about how every human being is, is made up of three parts. We're a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Spirit, soul, and body. And, and many of us are just conditioned to living from the soul realm and, and, and being a lot more um, focused on the soul, which would be like your intellect, your thought processes, your emotions, um, a lot of people say that the will comes from the soul realm, um, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are living dictated from our thought patterns and from our emotions, and so that's why our lives feel like they're roller coasters all the time. Um, or we're living by what we're feeling in our body. Oh, I, I feel good today, so I'm doing good. Oh, I'm not feeling so good today. I'm, I'm not doing good. And how many of you know that that's not the life that God has promised us? Jesus promise to give us abundant life. And abundant life is not springing forth from your soul. It's not springing forth from your body. It springs forth from the Holy Spirit and He, and he brings it into your spirit man. And, and so from the spirit man, we get to align ourselves with the Holy Spirit and our union with Jesus Christ and live from the Spirit of God and live from His life and live outward from the inside out. And so we, we, we actually are expected by God from the Spirit to call our soul into alignment with our spirit. Call our body into alignment with our spirit. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, align. Rise up. Be strong. Oh, I, I, feel, I, I feel depressed. Oh, well, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Amen? Take joy when you, when you face various trials. Oh, I, I call joy into myself right now. I bring it into alignment. Amen? And so God has actually given us the power from our spirit, man, to live victoriously and to live from the inside out. All right? And so, so that sermon was called Live from Your Spirit. Today I want to talk to you about live from your seated place. Live from your seated place. Because living from your spirit is, is living from your, your redeemed, your new creation identity in Christ. All right? Live from your spirit, from your new creation identity in Christ. But, but we also need to, we need to know that we're living from our seated place. And the Bible teaches us that we've been seated in the heavenly places in Christ. I'm going to go into that stuff in a little bit. <clears throat> but we need to know not just who we are, but where we're coming from. All right? And I was just thinking recently about when I was a young adult, when I still lived in Indiana before I moved away. It was, actually, it was way before I got married. Um, I remember one day I was... I had a car problem, and I had to call my dad, who I didn't live with anymore. God, dad, help me with my car. I, I, don't know, I don't know what to do to fix it, and, and I'm late to work. And he was pretty upset with me because I always would go to him to bail me out for every problem I had. All right? I was in my early 20s, but he was getting frustrated because I'm always calling him, Dad, what do I do? What do I do? And, and this time, I think he just kind of reached a point where uh, I, I think I crossed his threshold a little bit. And, and he gave me some feedback. And the word that he gave me is a word that I, I still remember, and it resounded in me, and it, and it actually hurt my heart for a moment. How many of you know that sometimes the truth stings 
But sometimes we need that sting to get us off our butts, right? So what he said was Jesse, and this was after he's there and he fixed the problem. It was, it was easy. I, I probably, I don't remember what it was, but it was easy for him. And he said, Jesse, I thought he was going to be my papa and just kind of, sorry that happened, Jesse. No, that's not what he did. He said, Jesse, you're going to, sometime soon, you're going to need to learn how to take the bull by the horn. <laughs> you, got, you got to learn to take the bull by the horn. Man, that's a visual image, isn't it? Conquer this thing. And, and, and that's all he said, and then he left. And, uh, and, and I had to stew in that for my 45-minute drive to work. <laughs> okay, take the bull by the horn. I, I don't think I just did that. Don't know what it means yet. It, it, and the Lord like, just let that thing stew in me for a while. Take the bull by the horn. And, and, and it took me years, really, to start learning, like, what does that actually mean? It was a few years later that I ended up moving to Nashville, Tennessee, um, and I had multiple reasons for it, but one reason was because I, I just needed to learn how to grow up. And I was 25 years old when I moved there, um, and uh, one of the things that the Lord had convicted my heart with was that I always had mom and dad as my plan B option. Like if something, like I'm, I was living with my brother, and I, I'm trying to live on my own, but I always know I can fall back on mom and dad. So I, I didn't really have the need to have to grow up while I knew that they're going to bail me out no matter what. So I moved to Nashville, which was a six-hour drive between us, and, and I knew that I had to do that in order to sever, really, I think, cutting that umbilical cord, really. And, and so I moved down there, um, and I, I, you know, it took me a while to get on my feet and stuff, but... Uh, the Lord actually took me through a series of challenges where I, I was being faced with um, just challenges that I needed to learn how to overcome. Basic things for people who are growing up, but mountains when you haven't got those breakthroughs yet. You guys know what I'm saying? And so it had to do with things like getting a job and, and paying bills and... and uh, getting plugged into a church and finding your place with people, like all the fears that we have. It's like, I don't know how to do this thing. And so it feels so intimidating. And the Lord, um, He spoke to me one day as I was praying to Him just about how overwhelmed I feel with all these things I've got to overcome. And He said, Jesse, He reminded me of my dad, take the bull by the horns. And then God said, it's time to learn how to rise above the circumstances. Rise above the circumstances. And for, like I felt grace on it. I also felt conviction on it. Because I knew that I can't keep relying on other people to bail me out anymore. i got to learn what it means to be responsible. And, and he, he said, rise above the circumstances. How many of you know that if God tells you something that feels challenging to you, He believes in you that you can do it? Amen? And not only does He believe in you that you can do it, but He's promising that He's going to show up and guide you through it and give you everything you need to make that happen. Amen? And so, in that season, when things felt so overwhelming, and I felt like I was in a boxing ring with a giant, and I was just this little dude trying to, trying to be a man, but I'm still kind of, kind of a boy in some ways, and I... I, I, every time I get this challenge, I feel like I get punched down and, and the Lord rises above the circumstances. What does that mean in this, Lord? And He started giving me this revelation. He started, he started teaching me in that season something that He had he'd given me. He's shown it to me in the Scriptures years before, but this is when He started putting it to practice in me. There's, there's this passage in Ephesians 2, 6 that says that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I want you just to envision this concept that you're seated in heavenly places in Christ, all right? Which means that, that somehow you're in this place that's above all of it, all right? And the Lord was saying, Jesse, if you ever want to conquer 
the challenges that you have on this earth, you need to understand where you're seated because you're in a greater place than that little problem that you think is big. And I started realizing that in Christ, we have the advantage, and if we can lean into where He has us, we actually become greater than that thing that we thought was huge that we were intimidated by. He shifted my vision of that boxing ring, and he showed me that in Christ and me, and me being seated with him, that I'm actually above this thing, and I can actually crush it. All right? Rise above the circumstances. All right. Well, now I know that I can do that by encountering you and where you say that I am. I can rise above it. All right? So uh, since, that, since that time, um, the Lord has really given me a lot more understanding and revelation on being seated in the heavenlies, but I'd say that's kind of where that started for me was really was a, a real practical need that I had that, that the Lord was actually saying, I'm calling you higher than these things that are burdening you, that you can actually ascend above it. And, and, and the, the things of this earth don't have to become overwhelming to you. You can come above it. All right? So we're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And I'm going to read you a gang of verses here. Ephesians chapter 1. There is a ton of kingdom theology in the book of Ephesians. It's one of my favorite books. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with verse 18. And this is where Paul is, is praying for the saints of the church of Ephesus. And, and he's, he's, he's on his knees praying for them. So he's praying in verse 18. He says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us. Everybody say, his great power, great, great power. toward me, toward me. Who, believe. who believe. He said, he said that he wants to reveal, he wants God to reveal to you the exceeding greatness of his dunamis power, his miracle working, heaven breakthrough power. He, he wants us to be able to see that this great, exceeding power is toward you. Who believe? Are there any believers in this room right now? Then that makes you a candidate for the exceeding greatness of His dunamis power. Belief becomes the receiving of the great thing that He's pouring towards you, okay? So He's extending this power towards you. And, it, and you receive it by believing. Alright, so this great power that's toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. That power of resurrection that He raised Jesus from the dead with is extended to you in your belief. This is saying that resurrection power is being sent to you if you would believe for it. Resurrection power given to you by believing. Where am I at? <laughs> I lost my spot. The power that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and that same power, guys, seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. The power of God that, that raised Him from the dead. And then it ascended Him. We're going to read about the ascension. Verse 21, he, because He was seated in heavenly places far above all principality and power 
and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. So the same power that, that raised him from the dead, that power ascended Jesus into the sky and it seated him back on the throne in the heavenly places. The dunamis power of God. And he said, I pray that your eyes, the eyes of your spirit, your understanding, would understand that the same power that raised him from the dead, that ascended him to heaven and seated him in the presence of God and the throne of God, resurrection, ascension, enthronement, those, the power that did that in Jesus is available to you if you believe. But He wants our hearts, the eyes of our hearts, the understanding to become unveiled to the truth, to the reality that this dunamis power is presently active. I mean, like right now. Flowing from heaven, flowing from God in the Spirit. Right now, it's flowing now, guys. Now. This is not a future thing that you're going to earn your way to by getting good marks in your spirit life that's going to come to you some other time. It's a present reality. It's a present dunamis power that is being extended to you now. But if your eyes of your spirit can't see it, you can't access it because you won't even know that it's there. It's in the knowing that you can believe. And when you know it and you believe it, then you're receiving it. It's happening. Power of resurrection flowing in you. Whoa. power of the ascension of Jesus Christ comes into you by, by knowing, by seeing, by believing it from the Spirit. The enthronement of Jesus, that power that, that placed Him back on the throne that he, that he humbly gave up to come down here to be a baby and to raise so He could go to the cross to save you and me. But He was ascended after he resurrected and then put back into his place, into his throne where he would rule the universe from in the fullness of his Shekinah Kabod glory that he's in right now. Jesus lives and breathes glory. It's who he is. Whether you are having a spiritual moment or not, he still is everything that he always was. Right now. Right now. Jesus, the fullness of his glory, right now. He's seated in the heavenly places right now. He is, he's, he's emanating light and glory and power and love from the throne. But that same power is extended to you. If you can just see it with the Spirit, you can believe it. And it's coming to you. Come on. You know, somebody should probably get happy. Because this is good news. This isn't something for another time. It's, it's flowing right now. In this room, in your spirit, flowing right now. According to your ability to see it and believe it, will it come to you? Will it activate in you? It's not God who's waiting to do it, he's waiting for you to believe it. Waiting for you to receive it. Waiting for you to engage by faith with it. Come on. God's not holding revival back. We are. We're, we're, we're living inferior lives to what God has dreamed and given to us freely by not living from this place. 
We are our own inhibitors. If, there, if there's a ceiling on our lives, it's our own belief systems. It's not anything to do with God. He's given all of it to us. And it's now. It's now. It's now. It's now. He's flowing now. He's, it's who He is now. He's the eternally present God. He's not becoming a greater God when you start experiencing Him better. He's already that person right now. You and I are the ones who determine if we're going to press into this. <laughs> we're the ones who are going to determine if we're going to, if we're going to lay things down that, that block our ability to access Him because we're prioritizing other things above this thing that He wants to overwhelm you with. We're the ones who hold ourselves back. He's given it. He's already given it. And He's continually giving it. He's eternally giving Himself. He's more glorious than your greatest encounter you've ever had. You barely, whatever you could imagine the greatest encounter was, barely scratched the surface. But He's that person all the way through more than you know. You hungry for Him? Do you want the more? Because yes. God wants to release the spirit of wisdom and revelation to unveil the eyes of your heart to, to show you the more of Him. To unveil to you who He already is. The person who's already actively trying to, to, trying to flow his, his fullness in your life right now. There's more. There's more. There's more. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is extended to you in your belief. The same power that caused Jesus to ascend when they, when they watched Him fly up into the clouds and He disappeared. They thought they saw Him in the physical going through earthly atmospheres and disappearing. But, but Ephesians 1, it shows us way beyond that. While, while physically He's going up, spiritually, He's ascending above every principality and power and dominion that this earth has. Lifted above it. Seated in the heavenly places. In His throne room. The third heaven. The place that, that Paul had an encounter, an out-of-body experience. Well, he didn't even know. He said it could have actually been in the body. It's so real. He wasn't sure. From 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he saw Jesus in the paradise. That's the Jesus that lives right now. That's where he's seated at right now. That's where he is. He's in the central office of the universe, sitting on his throne, commanding, sending angels and having angels come back to bring reports of finished works on this earth. Jesus has already done it all. Come on. Jesus, when He died on the cross, He said, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Everything that needed to happen to, to bring everything that's of heaven to break it through first experience on this earth, it's finished. It's done. In the heavenly realms, it's done, it's done, it's done. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. There's no crooked toes in heaven. Well, I don't know. I'm assuming. I guarantee there's no halitosis in heaven. But there's, there's no broken relationships in heaven. There's no divorce in heaven. There's no, there, there's no orphans in heaven. There's no broken hearts. There's no more crying of tears of pain in heaven. Come on. There's no darkness in heaven. There's no sin in heaven. That's where Jesus is now. That's where His throne is. That's Ephesians 1, 
19 and 20. That that power, the power that raised him from the dead and, and gave him ascension power, that's impossible, humanly. But the power raised him up. It, it elevated him. It ascended him above every power and principality and dominion on this earth. He's lifted above it all. Seated in the heavenly places. That's where he is. He's on his throne right now. In that place where it is finished. That's where he's at. That's where he's at. <laughs> that power is yours. Freely given, freely extended, flowing. And I mean now. Now. It didn't quit. It's not revving up for a greater tomorrow. It's now. It, it, his power and the flow of grace doesn't fluctuate. It's, it's infinite. It's eternal. It, it just flows in full. We're the ones who put governors on it. We're the ones who put gauges on it by our belief. Some moments, I'm in the, I'm in the fullness of the glory. My faith's right there. Some moments I'm barely making it by. How's my faith doing? Oh, I need to revisit. It's me. But the, but, but, the, but the power is flowing. It's flowing. Now. Guys, right now. Right now. Encounter him now. Don't save it for another day. It's now. Now. <clears throat> power it's for you that's what it says come on I'm going to read on here he put all things under his feet come on he was elevated above every, every principality and power and dominion on this earth lifted above it it's all under his feet under his feet he's taken dominion it's under him. It's all under his authority. His exousia, his authority. It's under him. Under him. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Guess what? All of a sudden, it's not just Jesus. It's you and me. Because it says that you are His body, the church. He's the head. You're the body. Everything's been placed under His feet. The feet are part of the body. That means under your feet are principalities and dominions and powers under this body that you're a part of. Under you, because under Him. Because you're in Him. Fullness of God. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead and ascended Him and enthroned Him is to you, if you'll believe it. Let me read on. Chapter 2, verse 1. And you He made alive. Whoa! Resurrection. You He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. You've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live. It's Christ who lives in you. In the life you live in this flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you, gave Himself to you. Galatians 2.20 You've been crucified with Christ. You've died to the old sinful nature, the old man that came under, that lived under the oppression of the principalities and powers and dominions. The spirit of this world, that old man of sin underneath all that stuff but you've died to it you've died to it and he resurrected you in the spirit if you become born again we talked about that the last time if you weren't here go listen to the podcast and get rocked not because i'm a good preacher but because it's scriptural truth that god wants to ignite in your spirit amen he, you He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. 
in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. This is all second heaven stuff right here, the principalities and powers and dominions that Jesus ascended from. He's saying you used to walk under all that. The Spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. You and I both used to be under that realm. But you, you died to it, and He made you alive. Come on. Can somebody say hallelujah because He made you alive? That's that power of resurrection. I believe we're going to see the power of resurrection manifest in physical ways where we're going to see dead bodies raised. But guess what? It's already happened in your spirit because your spirit died and He breathed the life of the Holy Spirit into you who once were in bondage and darkness to this world and died to the sins. That He breathed life into you and resurrected you by the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. You actually have resurrection Spirit life inside of you. If you've been born again, that's, that has been released to you already. That's your living reality as a Christian. <clears throat> but Verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. So He actually has brought you, I'm talking to born-again people right now, okay? He's brought you into union. He's fused your old spirit nature into Himself. Took the old you to the cross. And killed it. Killed it. Dead. Alright? But He raised you from the dead in Christ. Alright? He, he made us alive together with Christ. That's awesome. New life. New nature. New creation. All old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You, you've, been, you, you've entered into the, the, the new creation that's the image of God your Father. That's powerful. This power has been given to you who believe. How many of you believe that you're born again? How many of you believe that that's synonymous for being raised from the dead? How many of you guys can, can say, I have resurrection life in me? That's your present reality as a Christian. Come on. It's amazing. And the more you come into the understanding of this, the more you're going to understand the freedom that He's utterly given to you. The power to walk fully in the nature of Christ. The more you understand this, the more you know that you are already victorious in every way. By grace you have been saved. In verse 6, and He raised us up together. He raised us up together. It doesn't say one day when Jesus comes back in the sky, you will be raised with Him in the twinkling of an eye. It's not a future tense phrase right here. It says He raised, past tense, us up together. Jesus ascended, right? He ascended. Where did He ascend from? The earth. What was He under before He ascended? Principalities, powers, and dominions. What did He ascend above? Principalities, powers, dominions. Right? Ascended above them into heaven. All things under His feet. Guess what? This says that you have ascended with Him. <laughs> you have ascended with Him. He, he raised us up together. That's the power of ascension to you who believe. Just as surely as you're born again, resurrection, your spirit is ascended. Let that sink in. That's what it says. Your spirit is in Christ. I'm not saying separate from Christ. In Christ. Your spirit is ascended in Him. It's been elevated. It's been lifted off the face of this earth 
the, 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 this first realm, natural realm, the second heaven of the, of the prince of the power of the air is Satan's kingdom. He's, he, you've been ascended in Christ above the laws of the nature of this earth and the laws of the nature of the demonic kingdom. You've been ascended in Him above these things and you're already in the freedom that has no attachments to that stuff. In the Spirit, in Jesus Christ, that's your, that's your nature. This is your reality. But you will experience it according to how much you know it by your eyes being opened and how much you believe it. That's what's going to determine the experience of life that you have with that thing that's already yours. You get to live free from every demonic influence. You get to live free from every temptation that has hounded you over and over. You get to live free from everything that has intimidated you and made you feel like you don't have what it takes to conquer this thing. You get to live free from the influences of those around you who don't believe the way you're trying to believe. You get to live free from all the entanglements that try to hold you down and make you feel like you're never going to get beyond where you are right now. He who the Son set free is free indeed. You're not just free... You're not just free by, by, by j just little Jesus living in you. He, he's big and He lives in you. But you're also free because He's actually set you free from the spirit of this world. Ascended you in Christ. Above it all. It's, it's under your feet. When Jesus said that you will, you will tread on scorpions and serpents, He's talking about conquering Satan and His kingdom. It's because you're already above it and it's below your feet. You get a walk. You don't have to focus on, on Satan and how horrible he is. And I'm going to put up my dukes and see if I can wrestle him to the ground. No, no, no. You get to live in your freedom. In the third heaven reality, you get to live from that place that's already free in the fullness of God and just live your life and you're already treading upon dominions and powers, serpents, scorpions, under your feet. According to your belief, guess what? You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you can know this truth, that He's already extended to you that same power in Christ that ascended Him above all the powers of this earth, you can live in that ascension reality in Him where these things have no hold on you anymore. And guess what? You are as free as you believe you are. You're as free as you believe you are. I'm getting there. Verse 6, He raised us up together. You've got to remember, this is according to the power that raised Jesus from the dead and ascended Him and enthroned Him above it all. That same power is extended to you, and I mean now. It's a, it's a flow. It's, a, it's an eternal right now flow. Extended to you right now, if you can believe it. If, you're, if the eyes of your understanding are opened, the unveiling of this reality that's already existent that you didn't know was there before, the more you know it, the more it flows. The more you believe it, the more it manifests. The more you experience it. And, and guess what? You can experience the power of resurrection in your spirit man now. Like, I'm talking about actually living in that anointing power. You can live from that place. You can experience ascension now by, by having that freedom and knowing in the Spirit that, you're, that you're, you're unattached to all that stuff and you're free in the heavenly places. 
It says he raised us up together and he made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How many of you are in Christ Jesus? Then, then, then you've got to believe that your spirit that's in union with him is seated in Christ in heaven, in the third heaven, the paradise realm. That's your home base. That's your life source. That's where your inner man lives. <laughs> Do you hear me? Your inner man, your inner spirit lives in that heavenly place. That is your home in the spirit. When you are encountering the Lord and you're engaging in intimacy with Him, it's actually from that place. In heavenly realms, He's enthroned and you're in Him. You're in Him at His throne. We, we try to worship our way into the throne room not knowing that that's where we started in the first place. And the more that we can come into the understanding, the knowledge, the revelation, and the belief with it, the more we're going to engage with the union of that, and it will become our experiential reality. And we will know that we're, that we're tapped into the vine. We'll know that we're tapped into the very source of abundant life. I don't have to get to there. I've got to receive that I'm already there. Flowing from within. Come on. If I can, if I can know that that power that enthroned Him is for me who believe, I can believe that's already my present reality. And if you don't feel like that's your reality, don't forget we're not supposed to live by our feelings. We don't live by we live by faith, not by sight, not by not by the soul realm, right? By faith. I gotta believe. This morning I woke up about 2 15 a.m. I hate waking up at 2 15 a.m. Yesterday I woke up at 4 a.m. and I hate 4 a.m. That's when I need to be having my, my deepest, yeah, the REM. I, I need to be dozing and, and maybe having some prophetic dreams or something. Or just completely unconscious to all things. That's great too. Mm, 2.15 a.m. A lot of things on my mind weighing me down. Spirit of heaviness. I've been, I've been feeling a spirit of heaviness the last few days. We lost our brother. You guys prayed off the Barretts last week, and that's, I love them and I bless them, but I'm also sad about that. And there, there's other things that I can't say, but they weigh, they weigh. And how many of you have ever felt a, the spirit of heaviness where you just feel like the gloom on you and stuff? And I've been feeling that, <clears throat> trying to press through it. And that's what woke me up, was just feeling that stuff's weighing on me. And um, like I said, I hate 215. But while I was laying there, the Holy Spirit said, Jesse, don't forget you're seated in the heavenly places. Whoa. The second he said that, it shifted. Because I, I knew. Seated in heavenly places means that a spirit of heaviness is below me, not on me. It's under me. And the Lord, like, instantly elevated me and my spirit above this thing, and I felt it fall off, I started feeling the, the Holy Spirit blow on me like wind. I feel them right now, guys. Do you guys feel that? Like, did you feel something even shift right now? Heavenly places. It's a real thing. It's not a, it's not a concept. It's a concept until you believe it. 
I don't want to live Christianity by concepts. I want this stuff to be living word. I want this stuff to be manifestation in me. I want it to be manifestation in you. I want us to be people who knows that we're resurrected from the dead. That the old man doesn't even exist anymore. I want us to know that we're people who are ascended and that, and that, we, that the Lord has actually elevated us above all things. He said, rise above the circumstances. That's how you can do it. Those things are under your feet. When you know who you are, you know that you're more than a conqueror through Him who loves you. And you know that you're an overcomer. As it says in 1 John, it says we overcome. What does overcome mean? means to come over. Rise above it. How do you rise above it? Oh, I'm already seated above it. This thing, this thing should not even have a hold on me anymore. Elevated above it. I can, I can be above that and, and actually live from the realm that's not up anymore. It's actually all around me because that's where I'm at. I don't have to envision heaven being up there when I'm living from that place. It's actually right here. And I can release it from here into there. I can, I can release this into the physical realm that I'm in now. I can shift the atmosphere by doing that. And that spirit of heaviness broke. Thank you, Lord. I feel good. I, I got like one hour of sleep after that. <laughs> but I'm tapped into the resurrection power right now. And coffee. God's good. Mostly the resurrection power. I only had one thing of that. <clears throat> Man. Is anybody energized in your spirit right now? Is anybody encouraged or do you, do you feel do you feel elevated? Come on. I, I wanna what do I want to do with this, Lord? What do you want to do with this? Thank you, Lord. I had ideas that I want to do. I just want to make sure. Yeah, why don't you guys just stand up right now? <clears throat> Dennis, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you go ahead and put that song on that we talked about. The the one that's on right now. That one. Thanks. <clears throat> Don't worry. I'm about to close. You can go to Shoney's. But I'm also gonna leave it open for anybody that wants to respond to this. Holy Spirit, I, I pray for everybody right now. Me included, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will move on every person right now. That you would open the eyes of our spirits to unveil to us this present reality, God, this present power, dunamis power that flows to us, that's for us who believe. I think we all believe, God. I, I just know that sometimes we're not always believing the right things or sometimes we're not always believing enough of the right thing. Maybe, maybe we put limitations 
on what we think is coming to us. God, that's self-inflicted, I know. It's not from you. You want to give it all to us, Lord. Yeah, if, if you want it all, just say, I want it all, Lord. And I, I pray, Lord, that you'll give it to us according to what you know we can handle. But I pray that today, I pray now, will definitely be upgrades, God. Right now, in the Spirit. Upgrades. Upgrades in our, in our, in our knowing. Lord, the, the, every single one of us will have a, have a higher understanding right now, Lord, that there's more now. There's more now. There's more now. It's not, it's not for later. We'll get more later as we take it now, but it's now. Help us to know this. Help us to to want this, Lord, to long for this, to need this. Open our eyes more to truth, to, to more truth than we know yet. There's more, there's more. And Lord, give us the, the faith, Lord, the belief, Lord God, to, to access it, to believe that it's coming now it's coming now I, I just encourage you right now just to just to look to him and believe it's coming now it's now want it now don't wait for another time want it now believe it now and the same power same power the resurrection power that made Jesus come alive it's yours it's yours. Live from it. Receive it and live from it. Same power that ascended Jesus Christ above all principalities and powers and dominions. It's yours now. Receive it now. Same power that set Him down on the throne is yours now. You get to sit with Him in the heavenly places above it all right now. You get to live from that heaven place now. Access heaven now. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. If you can put your hand on the shoulder, upper back of someone near you. Often when we do this, we ask you to pray for them. Right now, what I actually want you to do is just focus on receiving. Receiving. They're flowing. You're flowing. Receive. Let the Spirit move on you right now. God, I pray that you'll show us, God, that you've given us everything already to rise above the circumstances, to conquer, to overcome, to live free, to live in the fullness of your kingdom. I pray, Lord, that from this place that people will begin to encounter you like they've never encountered you before. That, the, that our eyes of our hearts would understand and know that we would believe that we're right in your presence. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And what I'm going to do right now is, we, is we're going to close this. I'm going to have the ministry team come up here. And if anybody wants them to just lay hands on you, just, just to release impartation of this, I would have you come up and and line up for them to do so. 
Um, I, I'm, I am going to dismiss kind of unofficially. I'm going to say you guys are, are free to go, but, um, but I want to leave this room holy right now. I want to leave this room for people who want to linger, who want to receive, who want them to lay hands on you or whatever to do that. And you, and you guys are welcome if you're leaving to go out there and fellowship or whatever. But I'm going to leave the music playing. We're going to keep this atmosphere. And I just want to say once again, I bless those of you, who, especially those of you who visited today. Thanks so much for coming. Bless you all.